from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. How you doing? This is T.C. Stallings, and you are listening to the TCS Live show, and I'm extremely excited. This is, uh, this is the kickoff show. This is my first ever podcast, and I'm excited, and I'm going to tell you right away why I even started doing a podcast. Um, yes, this is my first one. I've, I've, I've spoken to people all across the country in different speaking events and things like that, so I'm no stranger to speaking to people, but from this particular platform, uh, I'm a newbie. So you are helping me make history <laughs> and just by even doing a podcast. But I wanted to tell you why I even started one. You know, this is the last couple of years, you know, you've seen a lot of podcasts start to come out. And, you know, I, I had no interest in doing one at first. You know, I'm just like everybody's doing a podcast, you know, for whatever reason. But then I started just listen to the things that people are saying and just how much talking is going on in the world and what people are talking about. And I felt compelled to start with myself and just use my gift of speaking um, in another way. And being that podcast can reach a lot of people. That's one of my goals is to reach people for the Lord, for sure. Those who know me know that's exactly why I do what I do. But I'm going to tell you why I started the podcast. But before I do that, I think the best way for me to lead into that is to ask you a question. And it's the same question that I ask myself a few times a year, and it always helps me to have the right perspective in life. And and this this question also will help explain why I decided to launch this podcast and why I'm so passionate about doing the TCS Live show in 2021. And the question is simply this. If you found out today that you only have 30 days left to live, one month, what would you do with your time? I don't answer that too fast. Just think about it for a second. What would you do with your remaining 30 days? Would you change anything? Would you start making a bunch of changes and adjustments? Would your goals change? Your desires, your pursuits? What you spend your time doing? Would you adjust all of that? What are you doing with the remainder of your time? Now that you know it's going to be done in 30 days for sure. Now, if you're thinking about that and you're saying to yourself, wow, I would change a lot. And then you start breaking down all the things that you would do different. Then right away, if that's what you're doing, then right away, I'm going to challenge you to rethink your perspective right now today. I'm going to challenge you to think differently. And here's why. Because either by death or by Christ coming back, your life could end in 30 days. It could end at any moment. It could, it could end in five seconds. Bottom line is you don't know when your time is up. You really don't know. And so if you're sitting here saying to yourself, you know, I got 30 days left. You know, I actually, the question I asked you was if you had 30 days left, what would you do? If you're sitting here saying to yourself right now, oh, I'd, I'd make tons of changes. So now you're making drastic changes and, and, and adjusting everything all of a sudden, and you have this sense of urgency about a whole bunch of different things. Then I can tell you right now that your life is out of balance. 
your goals, your your passions, your pursuits, the way you're spending your time, it's completely out of balance. And I want to help you fix that because you need to be doing those things right now. Anything that you would change, you need to be doing it now just based on the fact that, like I said, either by death or by Christ coming back, life could be over at any moment. So that sense of urgency should already be there. That those things that you're adjusting, you need to be doing those now. Those things that you feel like you need to get done or should be doing or the way you should be living your life or the things you be you should be thinking about or pursuing, you should be doing those things right now. And so this is why I constantly ask myself this question. And I remind myself that as long as I'm using the gifts that God has given me to lead people to Jesus, then I'm getting the most out of my days. I'm getting the most out of my time. I'm pretty proud of how I'm spending each and every day. So that leads me into the answer of the the question of why I started this podcast. You know, I I started the podcast because I knew that it would be another way for me to get into as many people's lives as possible and do what I know God made me to do. And if you're a Christian, he made you to do the exact same thing, which is make disciples. I want to make disciples. I want to fight back against false teachings. And there's a lot of that out there. I want to be a reliable biblical voice among all the noise that's out there. And when I say noise, I'm I'm referring to all the false information, the unbiblical information. And it's coming from people who call themselves Christians, but they live life opposite of scripture. I mean, you can you can tell by what they say and what they do that they they don't even read the Bible. Yet these are the the main people that are talking the most and tweeting the most and giving out advice and posting bad advice at that. Now, I, I don't know everything, but I do know what the Bible says about following Jesus in every area of our lives. And I know that that's what we're called to do. You know, Jesus wants control of every area. God wants control of every area, wants the Holy Spirit to lead us in every area. And I want to help as many people as I can go to scripture and read and see how to do that the right way. So we look at life and we want to address life biblically. That's why you heard in the intro that, uh, you know, TCS Live show is all about, you know, approaching life from a biblical perspective. I want to help as many people as I can do that the right way. So that's the sole purpose of why I am doing this show. Main reason I started a a podcast. So this show isn't guest heavy, you know, or, or giveaway heavy or contest heavy or promotion heavy, you know. And there's a reason for that, because what I get you here with is what I will have to keep you here with. That's generally how it works. So if, if it's always about, you know, gifts and, and, and guests and contests and promotions, well, what happens when I don't have all of that? You know, what if I drew you in with celebrity gift, uh, guests all the time and my friends that I know in the industry and just all these different things, you know, singers and, 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 you know, fellow actors and all that stuff, what happens when I don't have that that day? I don't have a, a new book or a new movie or just if that's what excites you all the time. When I don't have that, what happens when all I have is Jesus? And to tell you how to um, honor him with your life on a particular topic. And then you don't want to be here. So that's why that's not what I want to base this show on. 
This show is Jesus heavy. It's about living every aspect of your life in such a way that Jesus would approve of it. And then being humble enough to repent when you get this wrong. And then working hard at training yourself to get stronger so that you don't repeat your mistakes. Because we're not perfect. But the goal is to please Jesus in every area of our life. And I know for a fact that the Bible has the instruction on how to do that in every single area. So if I'm going to be getting up here talking, you know, weekly and, and taking, you know, 20, 30 minutes out of your day, I want it to be purposeful. And this is the most important thing that I think that I could ever do or say um, in our short time together. So that's the heart behind the TCS live show. So if you were to tell me that I, I only have a short time left to live, you know, I want to be in a position in which there's not much I would have to change at all. And that's the position that I want you to be in because I will have been doing what God has made me to do, what he designed me to do, using all my gifts for God's glory, leading people to Jesus, showing people how to follow the Holy Spirit. So for that reason, I want to thank you right now for listening to the TCS Live show and, and giving me an opportunity to do just that. So I know that's some, some heavy stuff right off the bat. <laughs> We're talking about 30 days to live and, <laughs> and what would you do? So if you're still with me at this point, then this podcast is definitely for you. You are in the right place. So this being my first show, I wanted to kick it off by reflecting on 2020. Because I learned so much last year. I think we all did. I think we all learned a lot about the world, a lot about ourselves. And, you know, I remember, um, you know, leading up to the end of the year in 2020, everybody was you know, saying things like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this year. And you saw all the memes that were, you know, clowning in 2020 and, and, and just the hopes for 2021 were so high. People just couldn't wait for the turn of the calendar. And before I get into this reflection, I just want to tell you what I was saying around that time was that don't put all of your faith and trust and hope and dreams into just a simple turn of the calendar year. You know, I don't want to be a joy kill. And for those who celebrate the new year, I celebrate the new year. I'm happy it's a new year. God is, you know, we, we, we judge life in, in, in uh, increments of time. So I get it. It's, it's a new year, a new 365. But the problem is when people put too much emphasis on the fact that the year has turned, that everything's going to get better. And I think people fail to forget that all this is, is really another day. <laughs> it's just another day. It's the end of 365 days. Here comes day 366. And everything that you were dealing with the day before doesn't magically go away just because it's the turn of the calendar. That's why you don't don't put your faith and hope in the turn of the calendar, but put it in the fact that God had me in the last day of 2020 and he's going to be with me in the first day of 2021. <laughs> and I'm going to continue living on my God-given purpose and I'm not going to worry about it because to put too much faith and trust in the fact that it's just a new year, when you see that zero after the two be replaced by a one, so now it's 2021 and you just get, oh, everything's going to be great. That's a setup for Satan to just attack you right there. That's a setup for life to just bring you something that's so devastating that already you feel like 2021 is a failure. I mean, it's an alley-oop to Satan to just crush you when you do that. 
But when you take the attitude that it's just another day that God has given me, I'm celebrated, I'm happy. You can celebrate that increment of time. You know, you can say, hey, it's another year. Like I said, we measure time. We measure life in years and days and months and stuff. And you can celebrate. Thank you, Lord, for giving me another year to do exactly what you want me to do. It's another day in the life of my purpose. When you do that, eh, it's hard for Satan to get in there and, and you know, disrupt your, your outlook, your attitude. Because remember, there was once a 2019, right? And and think what, what what a lot of people were probably saying in 2019, if they had a bad year, they were probably saying to themselves, boy, I can't wait to 2020, <laughs> right? Now think about it. what did 2020 bring us? Oh my goodness. But you got people out there on uh, on social media and, and, and Twitter and Facebook, Instagram or whatever. And, 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 you know, in 2019, towards the end of that year, and this is what I mean by the noise, you jump on there and you make this blanket statement for everybody and say, 2020 is going to be your year. 2020, you're going to manifest. 2020, you're going to, you know, and saying all this just random stuff when you don't know that it might be some Jobism coming my way. You know, I'm talking about Job in scripture. Imagine somebody telling him that, you know, the day before he started going through all his trials, that, oh, this is about to be the best day of your life. And this Job loses everything. So the same thing in 2019, you know, you, you, you can't wait for 2020. And then that nine turned to a zero and went from 19 to 20. And it just got crazy. <laughs> so if you put all your hope in 2020 in the, in the turn of the calendar year, you were really disappointed. So like I said, it was 2019. It was once a 2019 that turned to 2020. But I'm going to reflect. Now, that's what you can do is reflect on 2020. Use what God taught you in 2020 to help you follow Jesus better in 2021. As he speaks to you through the Holy Spirit, through scripture and through prayer, that you can hear him better. And, and, and that's we can use 2020 to learn going into 2021. And so that's what I want to do on this first show, this reflection show. And, I, and I'm going to use myself as an example and you can reflect as well in your own life. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. So I'm going to take you back to January of 2020. Uh, January 6th. January 6th, I was invited to a private screening of the movie, Just Mercy. Um, if you've never seen Just Mercy, it's Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, Brie Larson, uh, just, just a really, really good cast. And it's a really, really good movie. And I was invited to screen this before it came out. And Kobe Bryant was behind the whole event, him and Michael B. Jordan and a couple others. And the PR team invited me to go and be there with my wife. So I was really, really excited. You know, you get to meet the cast and everything. So that was January 6th on a Monday. We head down to LA and we're in this small theater 
So there was only about, you know, 50, 60 people, maybe, maybe 70, but it was real small, real intimate. And then, you know, all the cast from the movie comes in, you know, like I said, Jamie Foxx, Mike B. Jordan, Brie Larson, you know, um, just um, everybody walks in and there's a Q&A. Brian Stevenson, who the movie was based off of. So it was it was just great. It was great to be there. And then Kobe Bryant comes in. And before we started the film, he addressed the crowd and uh, he, he he gave some great remarks. And I just thought it was really cool to be in the presence of, um, you know, such a legend, legendary athlete. And so obviously, you know, if I had a chance to to, you know, shake his hand, and have a conversation, I was going to do that. So so certainly he finishes and um, he begins to make his way through the crowd. And like I said, there wasn't that many of us there, but quite a few people kind of got ahead of me and we're talking with them. And, and so I just decided to go ahead and just sit down and let them have their time. And I said, you know what? I'll see him again. I, I'll never forget saying that. I'll see him again. You know, LA is, a, it's kind of small when, when you're in this business, you know, you're, you're, you're acting and, you know, he's getting involved with, with, you know, producing and things like that. And I'm like, I'll see him again. And I will have that conversation. And obviously, you know, what happened, um, Three weeks later, January 26th, Kobe passes away in the helicopter crash. And I'll never forget where I was. And I bet a lot of you won't forget where you were. We were at church because it was a Sunday. I'll never forget it. And church let out and you saw a bunch of people huddled around their phones. And they were saying that, um, you know, Kobe Bryant died. And I, I just thought that was the cruelest joke. You know, I mean, what are y'all, Clipper fans or something? Or just, I don't know, you don't like Kobe or something? Like, why would you say that's you going too far? But sure enough, you know, I pull out my phone, I look up, and I see that he passed away. And just what really creeped me out is that I was just with him. That's what got me. I was just with the guy. And then three weeks later, he's gone. When I reflect on that, it really... The here today, gone tomorrow effect just really, really grew in my mind and in my heart. That just, it's like the scripture says, James 4, 13 through 14. When you read that, it just talks about how you don't know what tomorrow holds. You're making all these plans and you don't know what tomorrow holds. Life is but a mist. I, t- I said to myself, remember, I said, I, I, I'd get Kobe next time. Well, there wasn't a next time. I didn't know it, but... There wasn't the next time. So that that was huge for me. I mean, I was already a person that was um, conscious about just not taking life for granted, but it just amped it up for me that um, just just make sure that my life is purposeful and just knowing to just make every day count because you never know. And the saddest thing for me was when it came to Kobe that this guy, he gave so much of his life to basketball and, and spent his whole most of his life, you know, playing that sport so that, you know, he's only 40 in his his early forties and he's getting ready to start some different adventures. And I'm sure he was excited. He's got new babies, all the different things. And he's gone before he could even bring any of that to fruition in terms of of what he was going to do. Didn't get a a chance to enjoy everything that he was building. And that could happen to any of us. So it just, it just, as I reflect on that, I'm just like the things that I focus on building, the things that I focus on doing that if something like that was to happen to me, I wouldn't have any regrets at all. And I'm not saying he did or, or anybody has any regrets or anything like that. I'm just saying how I reflect on it, that, that knowing that something like that could happen, 
I want to be making sure that every single day I made it purposeful so that if it did happen to me, I don't have any regrets at all. So that really, really, that hit hard. That hit hard. And, uh, you know, God bless his family and his wife and his children. And that was tough. That was tough. Um, Then there's uh, the pandemic. I want to reflect on that a bit too. 2020 brought us uh, the pandemic. And I, I think we all remember where we were or what we were doing when the pandemic hit. And we, we kind of first heard it. There was this weird virus floating around getting people sick. Now, I, I remember when you know, we were first told that we couldn't go outside and, and, and everything started to closed down. And I'm in, 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 I was, I was in California at the time. I've since relocated uh, just recently, but I was in, you know, California at the time of, of the pandemic last year, um, where I lived. And we were one of the first States that, that had a mandatory uh, shutdown and everybody's masking up and you can't go anywhere. And Hollywood looked like a wasteland and the, the theaters were all closed up and the industry dried up. You know, there was no auditions. There was no, shooting any other films. If you were shooting something, the production stopped. I had movies that were coming out that got postponed. Like just, it was just really weird to see that. And then when people started dying, that really, really changed the game. You know, people at first, you know, you got a few people quarantined on a ship and, and, and they're just being treated and you're just like, wow, and you're kind of watching the news and you're like, but when people started to, to, to die and people started to lose their jobs, it got real. And then, even beyond that is when, so now you can't go outside anywhere and these, these shutdowns start going state to state. People everywhere can't go anywhere. Now you start to see on the news that people are committing suicide and people are um, going into depression. Um, it, it, people don't like their families. Divorce rates are going up. And you're seeing the, the main takeaway that I have for this when I reflect that you cannot wrap your life around so many external temporary things, material things. The pandemic showed us that that will ruin you. When all of the stuff from the outside got taken away, where you can't go to the beach, you can't go out to your restaurant, you can't go over a friend's house, you can't have people over for Christmas, you can't have a, like when you, when, and, I, and all of those things are great. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, that, you know, it's not cool to have those things happen, but when your life and your health your mental health, everything is based on your ability to do those things or not. That's a dangerous way to live. And, and it's sad, especially when people who like the pandemic forced you to have to spend a lot of time with your family. And you got people that hated that because maybe they were using their external opportunities to get away from a wife that they don't like or a husband they don't like or children they don't like, you know, and it's just when I reflect on that, I and, and, I, and people who know me have heard me say this, that if if I was put in a situation where I had to live in a cardboard box, but I got my wife, my son, and my daughter, I'm good. I'm good. I got a dog too. The dog has to be there. And I got one lizard. That's like, that's, these are all my pets. So I <laughs> can't leave them out. But seriously, I love my family. And that's, the, that's if, if, if God has blessed you with a family, that's the position you want to be in. And you want to, if, if you're trapped with these people, this should be the best part of you, the best part of your life. And to hear that that wasn't the case, I'm just like, okay, that's not God's design. And so as I reflect on that situation, the pandemic taught me, first of all, God is still God. 
He's even God above the pandemic. He, he, he was with me before it. He'll be with me through it. and He'll be with me after it. You know, we're still going through it, obviously, right now today. And God is still God. Uh, the pandemic doesn't surprise him. So I can trust him and, and he will provide. Yes, the industry dried up. You know, my movies got stopped and, you know, you couldn't make any more. You can audition for anything. And, but God will provide. I still ate a meal, you know, um, and I was even able to help other people eat meals. You know, I, I made the choice that I know God's got me. Let me focus on helping other people. That was my approach, you know, as I reflect. And I'm going to continue to do that because we're still going through it. And then again, don't wrap your life around the ability to be fueled by external temporary things because it, it can be taken away from you in just an instant. The pandemic showed us that. So, you know, you saw the best in people, you saw the worst in people with this pandemic. And um, again, I want through situations like this to take that opportunity to let the love of Christ show through me. This is, it was a great opportunity to show people who Jesus is. And um, as I reflect, I, I worked hard to do that last year and I'm gonna continue to work hard to do that. And I wanna encourage you, if you're a Christian, if you call yourself a Christ follower, that that's what you do. Don't, don't wrap your life around external temporary things and, and don't let the pandemic bring the worst out of you. Help people to see Jesus even through it. So as I reflect on 2020, I'm taking that into 2021 because the pandemic is still around. And that's, that's for sure what I'm gonna do. And I encourage you to do the same. And then um, finally, this last one is gonna be tough, but um, it's piggybacking off of what I just talked about with the pandemic. And that is um, how to deal with um, loss because I lost my mother in this pandemic, April 15, 2020. And then a short three and a half weeks later, my grandmother followed. And this is not something you could prepare for. If you listen to me and you've lost someone, you you already know what I'm talking about. And, and one of the blessings of it all is the fact that my wife um, was with me because my wife lost her dad in 2008. So in a roundabout way, I've had and I'm doing air quotes right now with my fingers. I've had practice in seeing how you deal with the loss of a parent because she loved her her dad. They had a great relationship and my mom was all I had and, and we had a great relationship. And so the shock of it all was just, now that you can't prepare for. But what I really wasn't also, um, what, I, what I really wasn't prepared for was the peace that God gave me. And, and that's the reflection that, takeaway that I have for you is I still haven't cried for my mom. Unbelievable that there's this, there's this piece that God gave me when this happened. Like when it, when I literally got a phone call from the doctor and we had been playing this out every single day and I got the call from the doctor and he, and he told me about how my mother's organs were failing and everything was failing. They've given her all this medication. They've done everything that they could do. And they, and um, she's not going to make it short. Her time is short. And they put the phone to her ear. So that, so that I could tell her I love her. And, and, and that next morning, he t I got the call that she was gone. And I was ready to fall on the floor and just roll around in my tears. And, and it didn't happen. God had given me peace. That's, I, try, I, I, I literally tried to force myself to cry. I thought that's what you're supposed to do. You got to cry right here. This is, this is you know... And God had given me peace because the prevailing thought that came to my head was, 
She knew Jesus. She knew Jesus. You know, I couldn't even go to the funeral because you couldn't even get out of California. You couldn't get into Ohio. So even then, I'm just like, the peace of God came over me. It's just like, well, she's not in that casket anyway. You know, I wanted to be there for, I wanted to be there for my family. But as far as funerals are for us, she, she's not, she's not in the, in the casket going into the ground. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, I'm, I'm not into all the, like I said, now I'm getting back to the noise the, that I, I'm not saying my mother's running around having dancing around with angel wings and having an impact on my life. And I don't read that in scripture. I'm not one that claims those kinds of things. What I can claim is that she is in some way, shape or form. She's in the presence of Jesus. That's what we do know for a fact. And that gave me peace. So the pain, the pain that I experienced and the pain and shock of, of, of my mother passing away was superseded by the peace of knowing that she's in the presence of Jesus, that she knew him. And because of that, I will be able to see her again. That was major for me. That was huge for me. So as I reflect on that, um, I'm encouraged because what I chose to do was I wanted to share that piece with the world. And I was able to do that. Um, if you look on my social media, look at my Facebook page and you go back to around that time, April 15th, April 17th, April around that between the 15th and the 20th, you'll see that I wrote a poem that, that told the world just that much about the peace that I had and it inspired people. Cause I know there were other people who had lost someone and this inspired them in terms of how to deal with it. And it pointed everybody right to Jesus. And then if, if some of you who have seen my, um, my movie 24 Counter that I produced, I did that during the pandemic when I was locked in my home. And that movie is about one of the greatest times in my life in which God increased my faith. And you can watch that whenever you get a chance. But the thing is, I did that around a time that I was dealing with this with my mom and I purposely worked hard on it because I used that piece to get it done. And now I have a testimony that simply says this at the, at one of the worst times of my life, I was able to inspire other people about Jesus. And then I made a movie that told people how great God is in my life. So at one of the worst times in my life, I was celebrating one of the best things about my life. And, and, and instead of focusing on what I lost, I started to focus more on what my mom had gained. She is with Jesus. So all of that perspective came out of this. And uh, I'll have that testimony with me forever. And so I'm really proud of that time. So 24 Counter of the film was birthed out of that. And my resolve and, and my ability to not reject the peace of God when he gives it to me, even if I don't understand it, that's what it says. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Sometimes it's hard to talk about that if you've never experienced it, but I sure did. I sure did firsthand. I know what that feels like and I can share it with the world. So 
2020 was a reminder to keep my priorities in order. And, and that's that's what I want to challenge you to do. And and that's how all my shows will end with with some sort of challenge for you to apply something to your life that I know from Scripture. God will want you and I to do it. So I'm, I'm challenging you to prioritize your life in such a way that if you did find out that you had a day, a week, a month or even a year left on this earth to live. That you wouldn't have to change much. Because you've got your priorities in order. All your goals, all your dreams, your desires, all your pursuits are God led and purposeful. And here's a few things that I think that you should prioritize if you haven't already. First of all, your faith. If you call yourself a Christian, prioritize your faith. Your faith in God, a holy fear of him and respect for him, reverence for him. Jesus, your faith in him being Lord of your life and the Holy Spirit, your faith and trust in the Holy Spirit guiding you. And then your purpose in life, your faith and trust that you can ask God what he made you to do, ask him in prayer, and then you trust that above anything you want to do personally. It's about what God wants you to do. And then you should prioritize your health. I think we're all finding out that if you don't take care of yourself spiritually, physically, mentally, you can't take care of other people because because you're messed up in the head. You're messed up in the heart. You're messed up spiritually. So take care of your, your health and your family and your relationships. You know, your children, your parents, your wife, your, your husband, you know, your spouse. Invest time in those relationships. And collectively, everybody operates under God, under Jesus, under the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the big three. That, that's, that's the top priority. So I have a free gift that I want to give one of you out there that'll help you with your priorities as you reflect on 2020 and you try to go into 2021 with a Jesus first mentality. This will help you do that. It's my book. It's called The Pursuit. You know, I've written a few books, but this particular one will help you with this. And so if you're following me on social media, now be on the lookout for me to ask you, what was the TCS Live challenge of the week? It's like I said, I'm gonna challenge you every week. And I want you to drop your answer in the comments. And I don't know which which platform I'm going to post this on. It could be Facebook, could be Twitter, could be Instagram. So follow me on all three <laughs> so you can see. And um, I know this will help you uh, keep the right biblical perspective about life. And so I'm going to ask that question. What was the challenge of the week? And so remember this week's challenge. I'm going to say it again. Here we go. To prioritize your life by putting your faith and your health and your family first. Prioritize your life. You want to think eternally. Have a God-first mentality in how you're living your life because you never know when you're going to take your last breath. And you, and you shouldn't want to have to change a thing. So that's my challenge to you, to prioritize your life. Put your faith first. So, hey, look, I look forward to spending time with you all each week. I, I love doing this. I'm really excited to, to share with you um, ways that we can biblically live out every aspect of our lives, every aspect. And I'm going to challenge you. That's what this show is about. So remember that the most important thing you could ever do in life is to trade in your will for God's will. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in obedience to his plan and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus while you run the race of life that he is planned out for you to run. So I want to thank you again for listening to TCS Live. We'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.